Previously, on Quest Friends Hereafter. You and everyone else are at the Bring Your Job to School Fair. All of Irene's 2B pencils have been breaking lately. It's because she's angry. (laughs) If you are looking for a position where you could plant rutabaga seeds, you know, you, you could always try investigative reporting. No, I just don't like to settle. Ah, you know, those other kids did not deserve to learn all of the chemistry secrets that you three will learn. I would be happy to be an apprenticed, alchemist, chemist-ist person. And you take one picture of that figure before the camera is covered up by the ball pit balls. Everybody, ruin my life, go for it. I want that. So, Kike. Yes. You hear a muffled bombardment of tiny plastic balls as they just hit your face and whack to the side. Until suddenly they stop. And you look around and you can see that the surroundings look completely different. At your feet are colorful plastic balls. Above you, the sun shining through them, because they're pretty thin, are colorful plastic balls. And in every corner around you are colorful plastic balls. You're not like in a ball pit, like it's open air around you, but you're in probably a small office room. And the floor, the ceiling, and all of the walls are ball pit. Okay, can he see anybody or is it just him in the ball room? Roll me understand to see. All right. Ooh, what is this? Oh, that is a one. Snake eyes. Like kneecaps. It's a, it's a, yeah. Kneecaps. That's the first time we've gotten to say it. Kneecaps. A critical failure. So you don't get AP for this failed roll, but you do misunderstand something vital about your target. So I had you roll understand because you had a question. So what question is in Kiki's mind? Well, I mean, I my question was just if Kike could see people in the vicinity. So I mean, maybe he could think that he sees people if he don't want him to. That's a good point. Let's 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 cut this. I was gonna because <laughs> I, I had adapted it more to are there people around him. So let me let me cut that. Let's that that's that was a bad excuse for a role. I was just trying to get more roles out there. So let's uh, cut that. Well, I'm Go glad back. I'm glad that you're cutting out my snake. Yeah, eye roll. wait a minute, wait a minute. Ari rolls a critical failure, and we cut the role. Well, I realize I should have asked her what the question was beforehand. Yeah, but Ari rolls a critical failure and you cut the roll? Like, is this like the, am I the opposite? All of mine get it. Of Tom in this context? Like, even when I, when I <laughs> lose, I also win? Even when I lose, I win? Like, yeah, yeah even, like all my failures are in there, but like Ari's, all of Ari's critical bad failures are just like, oh, we're not going to do that now because of... Here's a valid reason. All of mine. I've always, I've only had one. Oh, shh. <laughs> I've only had one. And it's not even in the show because we're cutting it. Because you're cowards. You're cowards. That's why, for fuck's sake, 
worst night of my life. Anyways, you look around and there is... Nope, you don't see anybody. Okay, so is this is an office? Can he see like a door or anything to like... Is it like stretching to infinity? Uh, or... No, so it's the space of an office, but it is completely empty. So it's like from floor to ceiling, it's probably about maybe two meters, a couple more, two to three meters. And then a handful of meters, the walls are apart from each other. But otherwise, it is a completely empty room. Okay. With ball walls. And it's like all, all quiet, <laughs> I guess. So, I mean, Kike first is just like pleased about that there's finally some silence here. And he <laughs> might just be like, oh, finally. And then just like maybe, I don't know if there can be echo because the balls, I don't know if the, the balls are. It's the opposite. It's almost haunting the balls absorb the sound immediately. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, I don't think this is part of the job fair. Uh, well, I'll, at least it's quiet now, so that's a plus. And then Kike's gonna try and see if he can... Like, he's gonna touch the balls, see if, like... Yeah, I guess that came out wrong. What I meant is, you know, <laughs> like... <laughs> Hilda, you uh, are covered in a ball pit. It feels like you're in a ball pit. And suddenly a cold skeleton in a hand grabs you on the shoulder. Ah! Oh! Hey, kid, is that is that you? Can you hear me? Yeah, Mr. Kike, it's me, Hilda, and Booker. Record. And following his voice, you're able to make it out of the wall. Oh, okay, perfect. <sighs> I didn't, I don't, ugh. I don't, I don't like ball pits. They're, they're gross. Yeah, I, I, I don't really, I'm, a, I'm not a fan of them either. I haven't been in one in a long time. Uh, yeah, well, what do you say? We try and find a way out of this place. Yeah. And then, like, like, Ike will try to, like, maybe see if he can get through, like, other parts of the wall to see if he can, like, squeeze, like, mm, do you think we can squeeze through this through this wall and just like try to like squeeze there to get out of the place. Wait, I might actually have something for this. Ta-da! And Hilda is going to spend an AP to activate Pulse Pranks and I'm going to say Hilda is pulling out one of those like infinite handkerchief things <laughs> from the sleeve. <laughs> we can use this as a rope to make sure that we don't get separated from each other if we try and go back into whatever that is. Okay, yeah, that that uh, that seems like a good idea. Let's see, and then he's gonna tie one of his good knots, cause I guess that's the same. Sk I'm applying the same skill that I applied on the first episode to tie <laughs> Hilda. You're using your ability. You're flashbacking. We're, we're the original time you flash back to some memory. Now you're flashbacking to tying Hilda to a tree. <laughs> yeah. To remember this skill. Yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> Incredible. Beautiful. All right. Let's uh let's let's get going there. Let's okay. see what we what do we find here. I know you don't like ball pits. I don't like a lot of things and I have to deal with them almost every day of my life. So listen, you know, there's just some things that we have to deal with. Okay. That's not a rule of chemistry, that's just a rule of life. If you wanna in your little book there have a rules of life section to write that, you can have it. Uh, Hilda notes it down. <laughs> Rules of life. Sometimes you deal with things you don't want to. Right next to you can't use alchemy to revive people. <laughs> it's right below it, yes. 
All right, perfect. So you're gonna walk in there. So who's walking? Who's who's doing what? Well, I'm assuming if it lays okay, like Kike is leading the the effort to like try and find a way out of this ball pit by like squeezing himself into the wall of the ball pit. Yeah, I feel like Hilda will follow at the end of the handkerchief rope. Okay, sounds good. So Kike pushes through the wall, and Hilda follows soon behind. And as you two walk through, we can just hear the balls start to shuffle and move. Sparky, you are on the ground and you can feel someone warm on top of you. I push them off. Ow! Oh God, it's you. It almost sounds like you're not excited. Mm, Perceptive, aren't you? Very. If I wanted, I could be an investigative reporter. We'll see about that. And then I want to consult my camera. I assume it's an old-fashioned camera that doesn't load pictures right away because that's how <laughs> Sparky Malarkey is as a person. So I actually, again, played myself on this one. I cannot see the picture of the person I just took a picture of, but I would like to describe that person to Irene. So I need that person described to me. It is a figure about five foot... 10, 5 foot 11, something like that. Their shoulders seem to be pretty broad. Either they're built that way or they had like a suit coat on. And there was a variety of weird things adorning them. Specifically, there was this big circle on one of their shoulders. We'll see if you have the stuff for investigative reporting, kid. Did you see a person about 5'10, 5'11, broad shoulders? Could be from a jacket, could just be the way the person looks, uh, adorned with a lot of trinkety things with a circle beside of the jacket. Have I seen this person, Kyle? Yes, have you seen this person? It sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, you were asking Kyle. I thought you were just repeating it to Sparky, sorry. Don't mind me, I'm just going to see if there's a basic move. Understand? Okay, you want to roll understand? I what? think, baby, I, I want to I wanna remember it. So what question, what thing do you want to know? I want to know who Sparky is describing. Okay, give me a roll. Roll me books. Okay, so what if I wanted to use AP? <laughs> you can use one AP to have advantage. You can use two AP to insta-succeed. I'll use one AP to roll with advantage. Okay. I rolled a five and a five. A full success. So you're thinking, you're thinking, you're like, I've seen this figure. And you remember, wait, that was the guy who was talking to me. The guy who was talking to me who wasn't taking the Scantron. And from beneath you, Sparky, you hear, Sparky has been muttering to herself, maybe it's Maybelline. And then she (laughs) hears that and starts kicking the balls around to see who's under there. Aha! <laughs> you hear a little noise and then you hear a honk, a honk, a honk, some clown nose honking. And Alina pops up. Still got the kick, Sparky. Never lost him. That sounds like Mr. Elmo. 
That's what I was going to say. We both knew it. Are you sure? Because actually it's Selena who said it. And when you don't say things first, you're not right. It's not my fault that you were smothering your friend and she had to say something to get out from under you. The balls were smothering, Alina. You were on top of the balls. God's sake. Now Sparky, play nice. Yes, I'm a helpless child. Why would you not be kind to me? That's a helpless child, Sparky. Don't take... Don't take that whole thing about speaking first seriously, okay? That was something our friend Elliot always said. And I have never known a good Elliot. <laughs> no, I am really sorry. I owe you an apology. I forgot that you are a helpless child and you need all the help from an adult you can get. So come on, honey. We'll help you through this ball pit. Now that's more like it, Sparky. <sighs> Irene is beside herself. All right, and yeah, what are you gonna do? I'm I I got the kicks. I kick the balls. I kick all of them. I kick them good. Roll me, take a swing. <laughs> okay, okay. What if I auto succeeded the roll with two AP? Because I have five. What is your goal with kicking these balls? Um, I want to show Irene how fucking strong I am, and that this is what you can do when you're an adult who has her shit together. You can kick out of your way out of ball pits. That's how life works. So I want to just like, oh, oh, honey, it's okay. You know, we'll get out of this. I know that you're worried because you're a helpless child, but the adults have it. It's okay. Is your goal more to impress Irene or to actually succeed? Because those are going to be different roles. You know what? It might be. It might be more to, uh, well, not to impress Irene, but make Irene feel bad feels like too mean. To assert dominance. Yeah, establish dominance. I like that one best. Okay, so this is actually going to change to convince somebody. <laughs> okay. The problem is, I don't know that she would be impressed by no. Sparky Malarkey kicking some balls. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to get under your skin. Oh, well. With, like, succeeding in a thing and, yeah, and you could, doing you, that. Yeah, you could do that. You're already yeah. doing that. That would not be a difficult convince. Okay. Well, in that case, I think I might just roll for kicking the balls aside because I am, I am, I am genuinely trying to carve a path out. I want to, I want to get out. Yeah. How about let's do a nice in between. Okay. You're kicking the balls and as you kick them up, you notice that some of them stick to the wall and they're all the ones of the same color. Okay. Okay. I would like to make a stairway of balls that stick to the wall to get a higher vantage point. To see what what's what, to see what the haps is, what's the four one one, and before I attempt this role, which I will argue spelunking gives me an advantage on, I want to turn to Irene and say, "Don't worry, honey, I have a plan." Is it a good one? Do not respond. I show her it's a good one by succeeding my role, but I won't use. All my AP to succeed because that's really boring. So I'll save these three AP. I might use one for an advantage. So I have two advantages, but I still roll because that's exciting. Yeah. So double advantage means you roll four and you get the top two. Okay. And this will be keep your cool. So it'll be slick. So this is more you trying to keep your cool, keep your composure, make sure that you are doing this efficiently and effectively. Because sure enough, when you pick up the red ball, you stick it to the wall. It stays there. Okay. Hmm. I rolled four threes. 
Oh. I rolled four threes. But you get a plus one. It's a mixed success. Oh, boy. I rolled four threes. Oh, boy. Those dice sure are aggressive. Oh, boy. Oh, those dice boy. sure are aggressive. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We cut out Ari's critical failure. But here are my four threes. Here are my four threes. You know, seven is the most likely result to get when rolling. Oh, shut up, Tom. Get out of here with your math. This isn't the right character to impress with mathematics. God. All right, so you keep your cool, mostly. Choose a drawback. For example, you're sloppy, you're loud, or you're unimpressive. I think unimpressive is probably the way, like, I get up there and I'm using my spelunking. It's like, um, you know when someone in a cartoon, like, hits the windshield and then, like, slowly slides? It's like that, but I'm succeeding in spelunking up balls stuck to a wall? That doesn't make any sense at all. But it's like, yeah, I'm getting up there. Sparky, Sparky, are you are you sure you don't are you sure you don't need help? No, this is how spelunking always goes. This is how it's supposed to look. Not well. Not everything is glamorous. It's fine. So as you're slowly walking up, Alina just leans back and taps you on the shoulder, Irene. So, uh, mother to rival, how is Hilda doing in school? Is she making friends? Is she getting along with other folks? Mother to rival. She has. Friends, they are fine. They are nice to her and she is nice to them. But coming from someone who does not see friends as necessary, I cannot say that I rate them highly. (laughs) She is doing, I believe, averagely in her classes, which it would be more fitting if She was also my academic rival, but that's fine. We can't have everything we want in a rival. She's coming along with her Necromon training, but she needs to really buckle down. This whole time, Sparky is just slowly climbing a wall. Occasionally here, it's fine. It's fine from off screen. Well, thanks so much for looking out for her. I am not doing that. It's always helpful to have someone looking out for you. <laughs> you know, you remind me of Elliot a little bit. A good friend of Sparky and mine back in high school. Irene's face falling. There are no good Elliots. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> what is this roller coaster of emotions I've been going on? Really appreciating Irene just dunking on one of my moms here. Irene's been dunking on everybody. (laughs) Just taking everyone to town. I don't settle. I'm still not over that. Kiki and Hilda, you two are still walking through the balls. You haven't seen anything in a little while, but how are you passing the time? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, Kiki is not a good conversation starter himself, so... I guess, I mean, the only thing I can imagine is just him, like, trying to figure out where he's going and just being like, Híjole, ya me hice bolas. Do you know if we already passed this green-looking ball? I feel like we kind of may have already passed this green one that has a little bit of a crack in it. And we passed this colored ball surrounded by green balls. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I wanted to, like... The crack was a good addition. The crack was a good detail. <laughs> I'm not really sure at this point. I'm I'm super lost. This is gross. We're stuck in balls. I'm try I'm trying not to look, but I should be looking more closely. I'm sorry. 
Oh, no, no, that's okay. I didn't, you know, I didn't ask you to keep an eye on it or anything. Uh, truth is, you know, I'm a, I'm a chemist, not a spelunker, so I really don't know much. I, I've, I've done plenty of that stuff back in my day, but I just can't seem to remember at this point any spelunking abilities since I already out of character spent my one skill but anyways <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've done it before but I just can't remember anything that would help right now uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get somewhere eventually and just like as a good like just to try and like do some variations Kik is gonna try to like punch one of the walls to see just if there's <laughs> a chance that it's gonna like come up or something every other step of the way but other than that he doesn't have anything else have we encountered anything that looks like the outside world other than balls kyle nope so yeah hilda has no reason to even think of that idea um um hilda's just going to sort of say i'm sorry i i should be better at coming up with plans for getting out of things. I'm not very good at this adventuring what? What? thing yet. Hey, kid, let me give you another live advice thing for your little book there. You don't need to apologize this much, okay? Who are you apologizing to? Me? I don't care. This is not a thing that is your fault in any in any way, shape, or form. It's probably Sparky's <laughs> and she's the one that should be apologizing about, about things, but like you shouldn't feel the need to. Okay. You're just a kid after all, you know? There's plenty of time to make mistakes and apologize. I guess that's true. I don't know. I... Sometimes I come up with good ideas on the fly, and sometimes I can't think of anything. Yeah, well... It's honestly hard to come up with any ideas when you're surrounded by this amount of balls. It's not something that you encounter in everyday life, so this is as good as I got. And then he's gonna try and punch another part of the wall and he's walking. And as you punch the ball wall, it feels open. You feel air. I thought you were gonna say like squishy. No, oh, you're inside the ball pit oh, monster. No. No. Please. Never do that again. <laughs> oh, feel open. Okay, so Kiki is gonna be like, I think there's some free space over there. I, I punched that thing and I felt open air. So I think we should be heading this way. And then he's going to walk over the direction. Yeah, Hilda's going to surge right up next to him. She wants out. And as you walk out, you enter. Not the room Sparky sees, but one identically shaped. What was the shape? Was that a triangle pyramid? <laughs> <laughs> a diamond pyramid? It's a classroom. Okay. Sparky, you pop your head up and yeah. you hear, Well, Walnut, I think that if you diversify the elements of your necromon and you think about what your opponent wants to do for the strategy, that might work better than just attacking them as strong as you can. But strong monsters win. I want to hit them with all the strong monsters. Well, I suppose, but... That's what everyone wants to do, and not everyone has an Ultra Necromon. And Sparky, your head pops up, and you see Walnut and Freddy in a classroom. 
It is a ball pit, but you notice that the floor is entirely out of the red, sticky bits of the ball pit. And the, like, desks and chairs and all of those, those are made out of the red, sticky balls. This one is specifically a classroom for Holmec. And as you look around, Walnut notices you and turns to Freddy and says, Oh, Freddy, is a lady's head the answer to your question? I don't think so. Hi, kids. Sparky Malarkey, Ace Reporter. You may have stopped by my booth. It was very popular. What's happening? What's happening? What What are What are you two doing up here? Like, what's What's the haps? What? Uh, as th- there are balls everywhere. There's a large ball pit. What happened to you? You didn't read the note. What note? About Mister Elmo's mysterious game. Mister Elmo's what? And at that moment. You fall back to your ball pit. Uh, no! The red things beneath you fall down and you just foomp down. No! And all of you find yourselves in a classroom. Kike and Hilda, your classroom looks more like a chemistry lab. And Irene and Sparky, yours is more of an English classroom setup. Hilda is just sort of stimming a bit, shaking her hands a little bit, and just looking around the room like, okay, okay, uh, clues, clues, we can do this, we can do this. Booker, let's find some clues. Gonna find out what caused this. Maybe it's another scary necromon. Recob? Yes. Kike is like, oh, or like he's just like excited and he's like, hey, I, I, I don't know if you are taught this yet or not, but this is a chemistry lab. And so this is, this is really where you would begin to delve your adventures in chemistry if you decide to go down that path. Uh, maybe there's some things here that can help us. So Kike is going to just look around to see what compounds there are scattered. But also, before that, look for a door. Like, he's excited for the chemistry stuff, but he also just wants to leave if possible. I assume that there's not an easy way out of his room. You find a cabinet door, <laughs> and when you open it up, you see a piece of paper inside. Is there an acid we can use to melt through all the ball pit? What I, what I was thinking was Kike looking for, like, you know how there's, uh, forget, I think it's like potassium maybe. Like, I know, I remember yeah. there's like some compounds that if you put them in water, it's going to like explode. Yeah, you open up and inside that dresser, in addition to the piece of paper, there are the elements you need written on balls. It's just like, you know, H-E for helium written on a ball. Oh my god. He's gonna be like, oh, you also, in more advanced classes, get some model atoms, like the balls, where you can just put them in sticks and then make the little figures and uh, molecules to help you. So I guess this is a good demonstrative introduction. It is very, it is very fun. Cool. But let's see. Let's, Let's have the first introduction here to the magnificent world of chemistry. And then he's going to grab a bunch load of potassium. And then I assume that there's water somewhere. There's like, there's, you know, hydrogen and oxygen little balls. Hilda's also going to grab the note from the cabinet as well. Okay, so first we do this and he's going to put like two hydrogens and an oxygen. And I assume, I mean, several of them. I don't know. I want like water, not just a single molecule. I don't, you know, it expands like, let's make a mole of water. (laughs) And you're like six times, I forget what it is, 6.023 times 10 to the something. 
it's been a while. But then he's going to make enough water and then he's going to grab a bunch of potassium balls and be like, okay, another room of doodle of chemistry is in theory safety first. But if you're trying to escape this ball thing and you're a skeleton, <laughs> this might just hurt a bit for me, but you just go all the way over there because this might be a little bit. Okay, be careful though. And then he's going to grab a bunch load of potassium and... Throw it to the water so that it explodes and hopefully, like, maybe it's, it's like close to the ball wall so that it explodes and breaks it somehow. Like, I know it's not like a like TNT thing, but I remember that it was really scary when somebody shows that. Hilda traumatized as Kike just implodes. <laughs> roll me take action. And roll action is fierce, so add your fierce to whatever you roll. Okay. Let's see. Fears. That is an 11. Ooh. So that, feel free to keep that roll oh, in. Oh man, that roll stays. Isn't that convenient? So describe how you get out of the way of this explosion of balls that's about to happen. Well, if I, I might be misremembering. I don't know if it's like a very immediate thing or not. But, like, let's just say that, like, Kike just knows the speed at which his reaction will <laughs> take place. And because he kind of just knows that speed, he, like, can calculate around it to be able to, like, jump out of the way before it actually explodes. I really hope that I'm not saying if, uh, if there's any chemist people listening to... I, I, I am not a doctor of chemistry. <laughs> well, I am not a doctor of anything yet, but I will not be a doctor of chemistry. PK sets it down and you see it like bubble and react and you hear this little skittering sound as it does. And you watch Kike, like a fucking action movie hero, either jumping or walking. Regardless, he is not looking at the explosion. Yeah. He's like somehow like the coolest he will ever look in his life and Ariel is not there to witness it. Yeah. The coolest he's ever looked in is death. That too. This thing just explodes in another geyser fountain upwards, shooting a hole in the sky, and you can see the sunlight going down. And then like a beam, it just cuts down a line through this thing. And you see a little hallway open up, allowing you to get out of this room. And the hallway looks very intentional. Kike is going to, like, if it was like a cartoon, you know how, like, sometimes in anime, the eyes of people with glasses, when they're being, like, super cool or sketchy, they just, they, it's the, just, they, the like, glare over the it. glare. Yeah. So, like, Kike is gonna, like, push his oh, glasses up and be yes. like, that's what you can do with chemistry, kid. <laughs> All right, Sparky and Irene. What are you doing in your room? So Sparky fell back down into this classroom and as she gets back up, she's like, did Spectre whatever Elmo put us in a fucking escape room? What's an escape room? A room Besides you have to escape. Besides a room that you escape from. You Apparently quick enough on the it's a thing. It means we have to solve all these infernal little puzzles in order to get out. And I don't know what kind of event planner lets this happen, stares straight at Alina. She just gives you a comically big shrug. It seems fun to me. This is not fun. This is not fun, Alina. Yulia would think it was fun. What? Yulia knows fun. Scott, yes, your wife knows fun. 
We get, we get it. We get it. You're married. <laughs> right. Let's, let's let's just look around. She just starts like opening cabinets, desks, whatever for clues, papers, and like throwing them into the middle of the room the way that you do for escape rooms. And she's gonna when you're in an escape room, you find all these little clues that add up to some way to get out. Now there are often many puzzles that link together, so not all these clues may make sense at first. That means we have to bang our little brains out until we find a way out. Wow. That sounds really fun. Not do people pay for those? Yes. People pay for this. People who sign up for an escape room pay for this. Looks again at Alina. Most people who go to bring your job to school fairs do not sign up for a fucking escape room. You cursed. Astute observation as always. Irene's digging (sighs) through drawers or whatever is in here. You know, honey, if you have trouble reading any difficult words, I, an adult, can help with that. You can read? (laughs) It continues to be Sparky Malarkey O Irene Infinity. So you're going through, you're pulling through them as fast as you can. Sparky's going faster to prove that she can read. She's, well, she's... Irene's going really fast. No, right, not as fast action. as Sparky. Roll me take action against each other. <laughs> I wanna I wanna use my descriptor. Overextends? Yes. For my descriptor, overextends. I can contribute one AP to an action without spending that AP. What? But the GM is able to hold one hard move in response. So I would like to roll with advantage. All right. Perfect. Yeah. You're going above and beyond to kick the ass of this adult. I have a question. Yeah. I'm wondering if my skill in investigation would be an advantage and whether my inability in perception when really focused on something would be a disadvantage and so they cancel each other out and this question wasn't worth asking? Uh, no, investigation is the right idea. Investigation is you are trying to find something among all of the clues. Yeah. Perception is more general. If you were searching for clues and Alina snuck up behind you to, like, prank you with a hand buzzer or something like that. You'd roll with disadvantage against that because that's noticing something around you. I gotcha. Yeah, so, no, you get advantage for that as well. You have, we have skills versus gumption grudge match of the century. (laughs) Give me your rolls. Tell me the top two results. Good God. Swear to God, I'm gonna get four threes again. So you're using another thing for extra advantage, Allie? Oh, yeah, I'm using an AP for extra advantage. Okay, perfect. Wait, I want to use an, an, another AP. Wait. <laughs> that should be legal. It's legal. No, it's fine. I, did, I already rolled. And then do... Take action is fierce. It is fierce. Okay. Okay. What did you get, Hallie? Wait, so I also rolled the take action? Yeah. Fuck. All right. Um. Is your fierce not positive this time around? No, my fierce is fucking minus two. But I rolled a 10, so I got an 8. <laughs> oh. And I rolled a 10, but I get a 12. God damn it! It's blood! Incredible! I hate this oh game! Ah! Why do I play role-playing games? They just make me mad! <laughs> because God and the universe hate me! Motherfucker! Ah! God! Ah! <laughs> First, Ari's critical failure doesn't get in. Then I roll four threes. Then I lose this. What more can happen to me? What more is there? Who benefits not me? <laughs>
with Lucas Bay. <laughs> and Hilda knows about it. God, everyone knows about it. <laughs> the only person who does it is Kike. Kike wouldn't care. No, it's true. Irene might care now that she's become mortal enemies with Sparky <laughs> out of the blue. This is like in Christina Kings when you when you're like, oh, I have a rival, and it's a seven year old. And you're like, God damn it! This is the true rivalry that is formed with Irene. <laughs> Irene versus Sparky. <laughs> the worst part is like, I still owe her money. Like Sparky hasn't forgotten that. She just hasn't brought it up. <laughs> You do. The best part is this is also furthering Alina's assertion that Irene being a rival is helping push the people she rivals against to like mm-hmm. push themselves harder and better. Well, isn't that just fucking great for Alina and her unasked for hypotheses? <laughs> just, just great. Just great, Alina. Go to the science room. Nobody wants you here. Making hypotheses? That sounds like something... That investigative journalists do. They don't make hypotheses. They make something that means the same thing, but is a different word. Keep up. Anyways, Hallie, how does it feel to get your ass handed to you by an 11-year-old? It doesn't feel good, Kyle. How do you think it feels? It feels It feels like what my voice sounds like. It feels like what I'm yelling. I'm so mad. <laughs> Sparky's so mad. She bites her lip again, and it's bleeding again. So a Halley character once again is getting its ass handed by an 11-year-old once again. In Hopper's defense, <laughs> Lorraine was like 13. Okay. That's a whole two years difference. Okay, okay. I think we've like just shut down Hallie entirely with this. Do you remember last time when I had to throw up for 20 minutes and oh, no. I like was focused and stuff? This is worse than that. <laughs> this is this is it is harder to play through these emotions than it was through my actual nausea. I hope you're all happy with yourselves. I hope my dice are happy with themselves. I hope the world is happy with itself. Sparky's mad. What clue does Irene find? <laughs> Should I go for, like, the ultimate pain? Why the fuck not? At this point, it would be an insult if you held back, quite frankly. Irene, by chance, went and looked in a drawer that Sparky had already looked in. No! Don't do this to me! Don't make me Tom! No! No! Wow. All right, sure. Don't make me Tom! See, I was gonna do a Hallie attack the time we did an escape room. And there was a purse, and I was like, Hallie, did you look in this purse? And she said, yes, I did. No, that's the same one. That's Tom looked in the purse. Oh, that that was Tom? That was me. Yeah, that was Tom. Yeah, that was was Tom. That was Tom. It was was me. You can't pin this one on Hallie. This was explicitly me. No, that was Tom. Tom didn't find the fucking thing. I searched it, but didn't search it completely, and we missed the one clue that would have gotten us through it. If we had just looked for that clue, we would have done and that, we lost. that escape room, and we lost. I am consistently the weakest link in all of the escape rooms we have done, and that's holding true in this session as well. Hilda has not rolled once. Hilda has contributed very little to the escape so far. So you you proudly, Irene, take this piece of paper. Wow, Sparky, didn't you look here? As a matter of fact, I left that for you. <laughs> So you weren't the one who left it half open. That was Alina. (laughs) Alina just quietly points to Sparky (laughs) and like mouths it was her, but 
doesn't want to make a big deal out of it. What do you know? You're 11. I know how to search a drawer. So easy. You know what? A skill that this would be great for? Investigative journalism. Isn't that peachy keen? <laughs> I, would li- I would like to read it, Kyle. And as you go to read it, Sparky doesn't notice this because <laughs> she's so enraged. But Alina's brow furrows a little bit because she notices after you moved so quickly, faster than we've ever seen Irene move before, she notices that your movements have gotten a lot slower and a lot stiffer. And the hard move is that any physical actions for the remainder of this session are going to be one step harder. You overexerted yourself, no. Anyways, the letter says, Welcome to Mr. Elmo's Mysterious Game. Based on your Scantron results, you have been paired in specific teams of two. The first team to successfully escape my mysterious game will get a prize far beyond the results of some pitiful competition for best stand or best costume. And those who get out last or fail will find themselves with consequences braver than death itself. Which admittedly death is not much in this world, but it's still pretty bad is what I mean to say. Can we say Hilda has also read this because she grabbed the note, but we just blasted our way out before it really was relevant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> when we cut back to you, I'm gonna actually end with your part of the note as well, because you have a different part. Gotcha. You are Scantron Team Chaos. Your results rambled randomly and had no real emphasis other than extreme force. You do not understand yourselves and you seem to refuse to understand others. Therefore, to get out of this room, you have but one simple puzzle to solve. What is the answer to the question lying in your partner's heart? And welcome to the most important part of any game, the sponsorships. We don't actually have sponsorships for this episode, but we do have announcements. Uh, We have two of them, actually. The first one is that Under the Neighborhood, the game that we play for Hereafter, is on sale as part of itch.io's summer sale. So it's going to be 25% off for $15.00 until 10 a.m. on July 7th on itch.io only. 10 a.m. what time zone? I, I, I actually don't know. But it will be until, if you get it by July 6th, you will reliably have the game while it's still on sale. And just a reminder that every time you buy a copy of Under the Neighborhood on itch.io, a community copy becomes available for somebody who would not be able to afford the game otherwise. Additionally, we've talked about it and we've decided that all of the money that we get from selling under the neighborhood during this summer sale will be donated to the abortion fund of Arizona. 
And you can find a link to them and all the stuff they do below as well. Additionally, I did another bonus episode with another show. This one was with a show called The Vampire Journals. By their description, their premise is a Vampire Diaries superfan forces their three best friends to watch the show and answer the age-old question, is The Vampire Diaries actually good? Together, this team takes a look at the baffling choices that made this CW teen drama, yes, it's one of those, a mesmerizing hit. If you like trash drama, and let's be honest, you probably do, this hot mess has everything. It's got drama, romance, an ongoing referendum on 2010's fashion, and of course, brooding men talking so close to each other, they might as well be kissing. The crossover episode we did with them, which should have just come out, stars a group of vampires in the world of Hereafter trying to get into a party so that they can feed. I had a lot of fun with them. I love hearing about trash things like these. Uh, I, I much more prefer to hear other people talk about it than engage with it myself. And it's just a really fun group talking about a really fun premise. So I would encourage you to check them out. You can find the Vampire Journals at Journals Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and then also at www.journalspodcast.com. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Our next episode, A Tag Team Duel, will be releasing on Monday, July 11th. But if you'd like additional stories, podcasts, or behind-the-scenes videos, you can find them at patreon.com slash questfriends. I will see you there. Irene sighs deeply. Wait, this says we're supposed to be in teams of two. Who's the extra? Alina confirmed for the, the mastermind. <laughs> Ultimate party planner. Well, that didn't look like my answer. My answers were all very precise and very, very consistent. I've done the Scantron a couple of times with Yulia. She just makes up her mind every single time. She gets a completely different answer. But, you know, God, that's what I love about her. They're all so different, yet also consistent in their own ways. Then why are you here as a third person? Well, I thought this would be fun. Did you do a background check on all of your vendors? Of course, we do background checks on all of our vendors. All of our vendors have a very specific list of questions, some of which come from School of Course, some of which come from Byte, and then, of course, a handful come from me. Was one and of Yulia. Some of them also come from Yulia as well. Of course, Yulia always works with me on these matters. Was one of the questions, will you trap children in a ball pit themed escape room? Because you should have apparently screened for that. She thinks for a second. You know, I think there was. <laughs> Hilda. We are cutting over to you and Kike. You're walking through the hall and you're reading this. And your section says, You are Scantron, team undecided. Your team was so inconsistent in their answers, or so absent in their answers, that you seem to lack the confidence in yourself. You seem to lack a sense of focus and where you are going. 
Well, as my assistant Rocco and I have learned on our own occasions, sometimes you need to work alongside someone else to truly succeed. You will have to use your individual talents to aid your partner in getting out of this maze. And as you look up from the paper, Hilda, you and Kike notice that you are in, honestly, what looks like the gymnasium. It's a space about as wide as the gymnasium, about as tall. It's essentially the balls trying to make what looks like a wide open air space without actually giving you any open air. Hmm. Well, if we got out of the lab because you used those molecules, I guess that means it's my turn to do something special that only I can do. Um. Do any of the areas in here look like the setup for, like, the dueling club? Does it look like there is a ball pit facsimile of a dueling ring? Yeah, you look up and you see that in the center, the red things are raised like a dueling ring. Okay, in that case, up to you and me, buddy. Don't hesitate asking for help, though. I appreciate it, Mr. Kike, but now I'm going to show you what Booker and I have been working on. Great Detective Elmo and Rocco, I challenge you to a duel. And she's going to do a less awkward point than the one during the duel with Irene. Is that the part she's been practicing? But uh, attempt to channel up that blue light from the facsimile dueling arena around Booker. The... uh dueling arena you can see that there is a line of blue balls around it so it turns into that blue light although it doesn't make booker super powered Mm, well but in front of you you see some of the red balls rise to make the shape that sparky and irene saw so a shape of a man with broad shoulders and this circle on his left shoulder Booker, even if you can't use the Page Turner Twister, it's time to take him down. Let's use the teleports behind you technique for Booker to just like skitter around real fast behind someone. Not actually teleporting, just like going quickly. (laughs) I was gonna say Booker hops into Hilda's hands and waits for her to throw him. (laughs) Hilda's gonna yeet Booker at the statue. Uh, let's. What what do you think this is? I'm I'm torn between take a swing. Well, because you wanna you wanna hit the ball. So let's say take a swing. You throw a fucking book. <laughs> uh, this is a four. <laughs> I wanted to say if I could use my loaded dice to apply my eight. So that it at least is at least a big success. Hell yeah, Kiki! How do you do that? We're fucking good. I'm sorry. Does nobody else fail a roll tonight? Does nobody? Does nobody else get a low roll? Is that what's happening? Look, this is perfect storytelling. Yeah, it's fantastic. A plus storytelling. I call this discrimination. That's what I call it. Ridiculous. This is a ridiculous course of events. Well, I would I would actually ridiculous. I, I would actually call it discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Get out. 
No, because I need to justify my helping Hilda on this. So I cannot get out at the no. moment. <laughs> I'm so mad at all of you. I, I think I think probably well tell me like first how it fails or like how it what what exactly you were trying to hit a ball, right? Or something with Booker? This is just gonna smash this bowl statue. Yeah, so what would have happened on a failure? I'll I'll tell you. So on a success, a mixed success, what Tom will do is he'll hit his target and he'll take one benefit and one drawback. Mm-hmm. On a failure, he would have missed and he would have just taken the drawback. So if you want, Tom, what I can do is I can send you the benefits and drawbacks. Yeah. And you can let me know what drawback you want to choose. Mm. And then we can there from be like, this is what would have happened if Hilda failed. Okay. Because like all I can think of is whatever happens, Kike would just be like, another rule of life, kid, is that you shouldn't feel sorry for your mistakes. You should learn from them and then correct for them for the next thing you do. So that it's kind of like a, a thing for her and, and Booker to be like, oh, I made a mistake or whatever, calculating or whatnot. So I'm learning from this so that I like turn into a less dire situation. Does that make... Yeah, that makes sense to me. So I have what I think I want the drawback and then also the benefit to be. Okay. And it might suggest more aid in a different way from Kike and I apologize both out of character and in a moment in character. But I think I want the drawback to be you hit someone or something you didn't intend to. Oh my god. The benefit to become you take plus one forward against your target. Why? I help you. And then... This is how you repay. No, this isn't. This isn't like an in-character repay. <laughs> oh, kid, we're having a bonding moment, and then the fucking book just eats Kike in the head. Here's the thing. I was thinking the, the, the book, Booker is sailing through the air. Kike is giving this life lesson about mistakes. Rickle. Booker hits the statue and ricochets off, just like Rico spinning away. Rico. And and Kike's like, don't worry, kid. You gotta learn from this. Booker hits Kike. He's like, ah, but ricochets off again <laughs> and strikes the statue this time successfully. <laughs> Kike will just say like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm tired. I told you that you shouldn't apologize for things except for things that matter. And I I now I'm a little bit torn. This does I matter. <laughs> I am so sorry, Mister Kike. You should <laughs> oh apologize for this. What? But this oh. also did get us where we wanted, so I'm really just really torn about what the lesson is here. <sighs> I think the lesson is, are you okay? This is not the worst I've been hit. Okay. This is really, you know, just don't repeat this, okay? Try, try, try the, the, the learn from your mistakes and build upon them to not involve hitting me in any way, shape, or form. I will. If you do that, we might have an understanding here. It's a deal, and she'll extend a hand for a handshake. He, he'll, he'll do it. He'll extend the hand back and shake it very formally, because he... <laughs> it, it, it did hurt to have a book just <laughs> being heated at him. And he's trying his best to be polite and nice to this kid. And as you're having your little moment, you notice that the ball, the one that was on the fake Mr. Elmo's shoulder, 
You see these little actual crab legs reach out from that ball, and you see this little critter skitter away. And Booker is giving chase. Get him, Booker, come on. Booker's hungry. Roll me to take action. Fine, give me a roll. I'd like to spend an AP to help out. And I'm gonna use pull pranks again to like flavor it at least. Because Hilda is just making balloon daggers and flinging them at Rocco to like assist in Booker's chase. I rolled a five and a six. Which, it's really great that you had me roll with advantage because the other one was a one. I, we're going to cut back for a second because I just realized the ramifications of what you all just did. So we kind of need to cut away right now. Oh yeah, because I know how this is. This, we find the Necromon, we shut this down. Uh, Sparky and Irene, you are in a room. You have your goal. What do you do? Sparky crosses her. So- Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. You've been consistently (laughs) beaten down this entire session. Don't pity me. I've decided that this is in character, by the way. They're just being like, you go ahead. You go first. Show me your investigative reporter skills. They include the skill of staying on track. What is your deepest desire? I'm not going to tell you what my deepest this is an invasion of privacy well that's what the note says by the way while you two are talking alina is just sitting there like with her hand on her chin just like looking back and forth between each of you like watching a fucking tennis match right now my deepest desire is to get out of this room well that's all you had to say hmm are you taking notes oh well um, I mean, mentally, yeah, I'm always taking notes. You knew that about me. But no, 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 no notes. Nothing physical. You sound like my psychiatrist. She thinks that it makes people more at ease to only take notes afterwards, but it doesn't. Would you like to contribute? Yes, Alina, tell us, what's your deepest secret? Deepest desire, whatever. That's not what I meant. Oh, well, I mean, I just don't, I, I don't mean to interfere. I don't mean to pry. <laughs> you know, it's, um... It just doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't seem right to me. That's all. You know, it just doesn't seem, it isn't the answer I would give a client with all the information they gave me, so. A a client? Tell me what the note said again, Kyle. The note? Irene rereads the note. Uh, I don't, (laughs) I don't remember what it says word for word, but it's essentially for Sparky to prove her investigative prowess and for Irene to prove that she can understand and help other people. You need to first figure out the question at your partner's heart and find the answer to it. I also want to leave. However, it seems like since we both want to leave and have expressed this, that that is not the answer. Mm. That makes me uncomfortable. I stare daggers at Alina. Sorry, sorry. She apologizes to Irene and just kind of gives you a little grimace look as she shrugs her shoulders up. I believe that you should participate in the conversation. I agree. Well, it just seems to me like Sparky 
Well, it seems like Sparky may have some feelings that she's struggling to deal with. I don't have thoughts. In, in an, and she turns over to you, Irene, in an adult way, honey. You'll understand in a few years. Irene looks at her with just dead eyes. And uh, Irene, Hilda says you're always very, very punctual and articulate and... Yes, I am. It's important. And your paper was covered in splotches and kind of erratic. So something must have been causing that. My pencils keep breaking. Irene's pencils keep breaking. There we go. There's there's a question. That is not the question deepest in my heart, though. Why do your pencils keep breaking? I don't know. Why not? Is that a good enough question to answer? What judges the best question? It's what she told us to do. Okay, why do my pencils keep breaking, Sparky? Well, I, ju- I just asked you that question, like, li- like two seconds ago. You're supposed to figure out the answer. Because you're pushing too hard. Your pencils keep breaking because you're pushing them too hard. Even an unbreakable pencil is breakable at some point. I don't push them any harder than I was, though. Show me, show me your normal writing. Do you have a pencil? Do you have... Give me the pencil that you are definitely writing with, Alina. Give me the pencil. Alina kind of gives you a squeamish look (laughs) and then pulls a pencil, pulls a pencil from behind your ear. Slowly, Sparky reaches up to take it, pulls it down, and then slides one of the papers that they were looking at, takes Irene's hand, just shoves the pencil into it, and is like, here, show me how you write. Her writing is tiny and cramped and angry. And sure enough, after a few seconds, it snaps. I can't even read that. Yes, you can. I can't. Your writing is too small and cramped and angry. Do you not? Do you not? You have to. You have to. And then she takes the pencil back and writes like a normal person, except that Sparky's handwriting is very bad. Well, I can't read yours. At least it's big enough to try. And it didn't break. Well, I guess I guess I took her broken pencil. You could read mine if you had better eyesight. (sighs) Listen, I know that... It is important to be the best at everything, as if you're not, nobody wants to keep you around. That when you lose the thing that you're best at, you don't know what goes forward, and maybe you don't want to try anything new because you were happy with where you were. And maybe when people don't get that, they don't seem to understand what you want from them, it's very, very frustrating. But you do not have to be the best every single moment, every single day. If you have better eyesight than everybody else, that just means you're not letting them see what you have to offer. And that's when the room around you collapses. Uh, can we get some Rakubs and some Okars in the house for a second, please? Rakub! 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 And Hilda, you are seeing this crab on crab fight. I want to imagine they're sword fighting crabs now with the little balloon knives. (laughs) And as they're fighting, you hear the balls around you just start shaking. But it's deep and calamitous, like when they first came out. Like it is an enormous amount of balls shaking. Yeah, that's it. Get a booker. Shatter their concentration. Break the prison. Free us all. We have nothing to lose but our chains. 
TK is going to, if in this room there's like a pillar or, or a desk or something, he's going to just like stand behind it just in case this book's trajectory somehow gets ricocheted again into his body. And uh, yeah, there's no need to be uh, over dramatic, but the balls fall. It's just a rain, a shower. We can imagine this. Maybe it's slow motion and there's like dramatic oh, music as this house of balls falls apart. Red boob. And just like when you first entered this horrible haunted maze, you are all covered by the ball pit. Team Scantron questions, or whatever your name was. Can I do something in this moment? Yeah. Can Hilda just surge up from beneath the balls and, like, tip one of the stands over onto Elmo? <laughs> like a shark emerging from beneath the waves, just slam! Can I spend an AP to help, like, maybe he raised Hilda on the plank. Yes, 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 together. He just, like, raised her. This is fucking congratulations, team. Bam. <laughs> Booker is chewing on Rocco. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, he, if, if Booker is chewing on Rocco, you can see some, like, pieces of Hilda's homework still in his teeth <laughs> as he's chewing. The first thing everyone sees when they come out of the ball pit is an attractive older man with slick, combed back white hair that glistens against his bronze scalp. Oh, so it's George Clooney. His smirked lips are sandwiched between a thin curling mustache at the top and a goatee at their bottom. Oh, never mind. He glistens in part from sweat since despite the temperature, he's wearing at least three layers of clothing. A fully buttoned up white collared shirt with a pressed tie, vest, and suit coat, all of which are a dark amber color. And on top of that, he has a variety of random tools and gadgets, including a rock where the uh, spherical possession Necromon Rocco normally resides, but at this point doesn't. Essentially, he looks like a tan Pierce Brosnan. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the other one I was thinking of. I was like, if it's not George Clooney, it's Pierce Brosnan. The second thing they see is this man getting fucking crushed by his own stage. <laughs> Unless anyone has anything, I think we can call the session there. There is one last thing before we call it. I want Hilda to stand there amidst the balls and just pump her arms a bit and go, yeah, and then try to high five Kike. <laughs> oh, Kike will like, if like, I imagine like there's still like a bunch of balls, right? Like they just like, there's like a pool. So like you just see like the skeleton hand there, like just being ready to like high five. Fuck yeah. I have an unrelated thing that I'm just going to get off my chest now before I forget. Have any of you ever heard of Triangle Bob Triangle Pants? <laughs> <laughs>
from Sesame Street before. No. This is a fever dream that I went, once again was reminded of because first it's because every time I think of triangle strategy, I think of the triangle bob, triangle pants song. And that's not a SpongeBob reference of some sort? Well, it is. It's of course a SpongeBob reference. But from Sesame Street on your childhood? Yeah, they got SpongeBob's voice actor to go on and play Triangle Bob, Triangle Pants as a fictional show in Sesame Street. Sesame Street is very good at that. It's actually very funny. As soon as we're done with this recording, I will pull that up so we can watch Triangle Bob, Triangle Pants, because I'm- I love that the, if you look Triangle Bob, the second result on the image is Bill Cipher as Spongebob. God bless. And it's an Alex Hirsch pose, too. A true Volter Vice moment <laughs> from the hit show Taking Sad. <laughs> Taking Sad. That was actually made, that was made, that was made by clowns. It was a sad clown. It was a clown movie. Oh no, taking sad. Because as, as I'm sure you have gained from this, clowns are just a thing in the world now. That's fine. I mean, clowns are things, a thing in our real world. They're not but... just clowns. <laughs> There's the entire circus. <laughs> just, except. That's what they say during wedding ceremonies. You are now not just a clown. You are the, the entire, entire circus. You're part of our circus, too. Oh, Christ. Oh, no. Such a, it's, a, it's a really emotional moment. Does that mean the wedding takes place under one big tent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. This is we're just talking about Hilda's mom's wedding now. This is everything that happened at their wedding. God oh my god. Damn it. You oh. may you know the you know the little prank flower that Alina has? In addition to you may now kiss the bride, it's you may now spritz the bride. And you just have the little flower and you just squeeze out the water. No, no, no. They, they, they don't acknowledge it directly. It's like it's normal you may kiss the bride, but they both immediately like spritz the other's face as they lean in. <laughs> and then when it comes to the time to cut the cake, they both go to get their knives and then get pies instead and hit each other in the face with their pies. God damn it. It was real adorable. Anyway, yeah, this is the lead-in to both of Hilda's moms are clowns. <laughs> we moved here from Clown Town. <laughs> this is why Hilda is so good at tricks and stuff. Maybe. Like the... Maybe. <laughs> yep, they came from Clown Town. Clown Town is a real location. You will go to Clown Town at some point. Yes. Not only has Kike dyed his hair, he has now gained a fear of books. <laughs> He's not like afraid. He just like, if he could avoid being hit again tonight, he would rather not be hit again tonight. Like it's not, it's not that he's scared of the book. He just doesn't want to be hit again. All I could think of is, Kike, I'm not afraid of books. Sparky. There's a library. Ah! <laughs> I really want that as an animatic. Just like, I really... Six seconds. Like a vine. <laughs> just, ah! And then it just stops. I really like that this has become Hilda and Kike get along all right. Irene becomes Sparky's most hated nemesis. I hate her. <laughs> as Hilda's mom just watches, just wa she's watching a murder happen. Just watches a child murder her old high school friends <laughs> in front of her. I don't know how Hilda feels about this. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, how do you feel about your mom being like the biggest asshole? I, I can't wait to fight with my mom later on about mom. Did you seal everyone in a life or death maze <laughs> at school and then bully Irene and Sparky? <laughs> I hate all my former friends. I hate them. 